say angry, pissed off American Podcast Radio. And your host, your voice of reason during times of treason, the angry one, Jeff Goffman. How are you today? I hope you're doing well. hope everything's going good for you. Thanks for tuning in to another delicious episode of Danger Close USA. Yeah. Hey, today's my birthday. Yeah, my birthday. I'm 40-something. <sighs> Always wanted to say that, 40-something. Who wants to say their real birthday? I mean, oh, nobody wants to. I mean, you get to a certain age. I think it's like right around 29... <laughs> You kind of like uh, start forgetting decades, or, or at least you want to forget that there's a lot of decades behind you. Not a lot, yeah. I've got uh, I've got forty some odd decades behind me. You know, no, no, sorry, four decades. I can't add. I it comes with old age. Ah, uh, yeah. So today's my birthday. If you would like to celebrate my birthday. I would do a charity, but I kind of am my own charity at the moment. Not really, kind of, but, you know, send me Bitcoin. If you want to celebrate my birthday, I will happily accept Bitcoin. The address is actually on our podcast. I'll make sure I put it up there in case you are feeling generous on my birthday. I'll happily accept any monetary amount of any cryptocurrency. Oh, so I want you to hear a couple things I I thought was funny. I'm trying to celebrate my birthday, but I, 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 I sometimes just get overwhelmed by the stupidity and sanity that is Fox News and the uh, alt-right. I'm not going to lie. I find it uh, almost amusing, if not alarming, if not insane. Uh, and, you know, I know Tucker Carlson paid a lawyer to say that, you know, nobody should believe anything that comes out of his mouth. It should also mean that he should stop running his fucking mouth. Um, but I, I've heard a couple things he said, and one of them stuck with me. You know, I, he's around, dude. I can't believe the guy made it on Dancing with the Stars. I didn't even know he was really a star. I didn't, and obviously, he couldn't dance either. He can't do the cha cha. But, um, you know. I, I found a recording, actually. Uh, it's kind of an interesting recording where he's denouncing that white supremacists even exist. I personally find it somewhat amusing that he would even mutter this shit after knowing that he's like their poster boy. I mean, I would, that's, not, that's not a whole lot of fandom there. But, you know, that's how he operates. He denies and applause on the other. Yeah, you know how he works. You know, you know how these propagandists work. They find out the white supremacists are totally in love with them, and of course, they don't actually denounce white supremacists, but now they're, well, Tucker's trying to make sure that you believe that they don't even exist, which is comical. But I've got a recording I thought you might want to listen to. I'll play that in a little bit. Um, some of the things in the news I thought are worth talking about, of course, you know, Trump had to do his deposition. Of course, I, I was shocked that... Uh, he even played that game, but now things seem to be getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, I watched a little interview yesterday with a Republican senator who literally 
um, basically just said he, he was not going to vote for Trump. There's a little bit of this uh, narrative going around uh, from the left that the right is starting to sour. I guess is the correct terminology, sour on Trump as if he's some sort of candy. So they interviewed some senator. I don't remember his name. I just know he was a paley, a very pale, white, gray-haired dude that's a Republican. And <laughs> um, he sits there and, and uh, very nonchalantly kind of nods in the other direction about Trump. Like, no, I'm not voting for him again. Um, this man very well is the sediment of most of the Republican Party, except for the diehards. It's... It's reasonable to to assume at this point that you're going to see a lot more of this. You're going to see a lot more of the Republicans walking away from Trump as things continue to heat up, uh, especially with his involvement in the insurrection. Um, they know. The Republicans know Donald Trump is doom, D-O-O-M, for their party. And... <laughs> You don't screw with 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 the Republican Party, and and Donald Trump has pretty much screwed the Republican Party. They're not going to make him. They're hopeful. They're not going to say that they want Donald Trump to run again. What they're going to do is is pretty much lull them into their crib or into their grave, I guess you could say. Because as things continue to heat up, I I, I would assume that eventually the Republican Party is going to turn on Trump and Trump's going to overstep some line that he probably overstepped 3,000 times already since he became president and now past president. There's some line in the sand that they're going to use as an excuse to stop supporting Trump. I'm I'm just saying there's going to be something that they're going to draw in the sand, some line of, some proverbial line of they've, you know, that he must not cross, but he will. You know what I'm trying to say? They're going to find an applicable reason to all of a sudden turn their backs on Trump. And I would expect, knowing how it's all probably going to play out, you know, assuming here, but making a logical, educated guess, I would say that they'll start turning their backs on Trump um, real soon. I mean, as, as things heat up legally for him... You'll see more and more of this. As it becomes more concrete, more evidential that, uh, more evidence, uh, as things heat up, you'll see more of this. You'll see more rats jumping ship again. Um, And they're going to jump ship hard this time. And there's no swimming back to the ship when it comes back to float. The rats jumping ship this time mean business and they're leaving Trump behind and they will, they will use him as a martyr in the end. I'm, I'm giving you my clairvoyancy here. I'm giving you a taste of my prediction. They'll wash their hands of Trump. They'll turn their backs on Trump. And then eventually they're going to turn him into a martyr of their party. And not in a good way, not for Trump, but for them. Um, I think they're going to make it so they agree that law and order must be upheld. And Trump definitely broke the law and order. Of course, we know he's done this numerous times, but they're going to, like I said, draw some proverbial line in the sand that he's going to cross and they're going to bitch and complain and and finally do something about the man. But until then, we're just going to see more and more of this this dropout rate increase. 
Um, especially now that one of them's come out live and said, no, we don't want him for president again. You know, we've had enough. And this is a prominent MAGA Trump supporter from the start that's now turning coat. And you'll see more, since he set this example, you'll see more follow his example. And then, like I said, they'll they're turn their backs fully on Trump and then they'll support any endeavor to prosecute Trump because now they're going to step up and say they're, the, you know, the party of law and order, of course, you know. And if Trump broke the law, then, of course, it must be followed. And I'm sure Mark Meadows is on the chopping block, too. Because you have to understand the Republican Party isn't just a few heads. If you understand what I'm saying, there's not, like, one person in charge there. The ones that are in charge, the ones that really pull rank, are the ones that are going to dump on Trump first. Because they have to set a president. And they know their party's going to die under Trump. So there's no... I really, I don't see any other avenue for them to take at this point. They're going to lull him for a little while, let him play his game, let him do these rallies. But as things heat up, you'll see more of them drop out. And then eventually turn their backs on him, wash their hands of him, and then also follow through with probably prosecuting, help prosecute him. They'll turn him into the villain of their party. They'll turn him into the scapegoat of their party. They'll turn him into the scapegoat of all the wrongdoings that he's done that they ignored. Yeah, I don't know if you want to call that uh, being a martyr or not, martyrdom, martyrdom or whatever the fucking word is, I can't think of it right now, but it's basically the same principle, they're just going to sacrifice the son of a bitch like Jesus, excuse my language, but they will, and they'll do it because they know that this is the only way they're going to ever, ever regain any kind of pop, uh, uh, power or credibility, let alone credibility, because that's a huge factor right now for the Republican Party, they're Nobody wants to listen to anything they have to say on both sides of the fence. And it's also because of the rationalization of not supporting Trump. and that, That's pretty much made some of them look like cowards and whatever in the eyes of Trump supporters. But then there's also that overlining thing of well, who they actually work for. The United States or a real estate tycoon, blowjob artist, fuckwad named Trump. I say blowjob artist because I'm sure that he probably had to pay extra. And Stormy was like, oh God, I don't want to get anything stuck in my teeth. Um, <laughs> I'm bad. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I try to be humorous. Mm. Oh my God. Do you ever like wait for someone to pass and like they see you sitting at a stop sign and then they just slow way the fuck down like oh, he might pull out in front of us. Dude, I'm a quarter mile. Uh, I should have just pulled out in front of that guy. Uh, I'm bitching about fucking people driving. Imagine that. How many of us do that every day? about 99.9% of us when we're driving except those of us with chauffeurs and they don't really cuss too loudly always want to be a chauffeur I thought it'd be fun would you like to go today James go fuck yourself mate I ain't going nowhere you drive yourself you fucker anyways this is Danger Close USA angry pissed off American podcast radio and here is your illustrious media propagandist Tucker Carlson talking about how white supremacists do not exist. <clears throat> Take another hit there, buddy. This is Danger Close. Be right back.
in the Trotskyite records for the failure of the potato harvest. And our Trotskyite yes, exactly. records are white supremacists. No, one, no one's ever seen one, uh, but they're everywhere. I do think that's a pretty hard case to make, though, in the face of increasing poverty. Can you actually convince people that they're getting poorer because QAnon is bad? Has anybody actually ever seen a white supremacist before? Because they don't exist. Can you imagine saying that on live TV? Can you imagine being recorded saying something so asinine? It's, it's fucking, I don't know, man. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, don't you think? I think it's fucking crazy. Uh, That's what we get. That's what we get. That's what you get from uh, Fox uh, racists. Of course, they're not racist. No, 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 no. Don't let the left fool you and, and tell you that they're they're racist because they're not. The real racists are the people on the left, the liberals, the people that want to include everybody into everything. Don't uh, try to be exclusive. You know, I find it humorous. That was another argument I got into yesterday with some fucking crazy-ass Trump supporter. Democrats, Democrats, according to this Fruit Loop that I talked to yesterday, Democrats are the real racists. And he, he brought up some factual information about the Democratic Party back in the day. Well, I think it's, it's pretty straightforward that the Democratic Party today is not the Democratic Party it was before. Now, a lot of people like to talk shit about Democrats being racist when it's kind of funny. You know, I don't remember the Democratic Party ever making uh, black mannequins and and dolls, you know, life-size dolls, and hanging them out their balcony windows when Obama ran for office. I don't remember any Democrats. Anybody remember they were doing that? No. I don't remember anybody, dig, you know, uh, trying to make a display of a black man hanging that was Democrat when Obama ran for president. I don't remember any governors that were Democrat that as soon as they found out that Obama was their nominee left the party like happened with Zell Miller because a black man was the nominee of the Democratic Party. See, the Democratic Party got a little shaken up when Obama was elected. And I believe firmly that the majority of those who were diehard, born and raised racist trash left the Democratic Party as soon as a black man was nominated. Of course, that may not make sense to you. The Democratic Party was never really truly racist, except back in its early days, which I agree to. But I don't agree that the Democratic Party is showing racism today. Unfortunately, you get a, a few people would believe that to be lucky. On the right, you have a lot of people that rely on history. When I rely on history to teach me lessons, you have a lot of people that rely on the history of the Democratic Party to try to make the Democratic Party the bad party of America, which makes no sense. 
You know, I, I believe people change. I also can believe that a political party can change. And I think just looking at the diversity of what is the Democratic Party, you can no longer call the Democratic Party racist. Now, if you look at the diversity of the Republican Party, it's a whole different ball of wax. There, are, there is very little diversity in the Republican Party. And I say that because it's true. And I say that because of the way they treat people of color that become uh, leaders in the Democratic Party. Look at the way they treated AOC. Look at the way they treat anybody of any color. It's amazing that they try to say they're not racist when they're, in my mind, the epitome of what racism is. But they utilize that old-fashioned back pocket racism. That old-fashioned, we're only racist when we're around the right people. So the Republican Party, to me, is, you know, it's a ship full of holes, is what it is. And it's been sinking for quite a while. And then they threw that 300-ton fucking fuckwad of an orange shit bag. And the ship has pretty much, it's gone. I think the only thing you see is the crow's nest on top of the fucking... I'm just saying, I mean, there's nothing left to the Republican Party worth salvaging, in my mind. I mean, I really don't. I, mean, I see what the Republican Party's doing today, and I'm thinking, you know, if they were truly the party of America, they would have got behind the Democrats after January 6th and stood up for America then. I think they would have stood up for America when police were being beaten by the so-called crowd of people that were, you know, the thin red, the thin blue line supporters. You know, we see a lot of hypocritical shit. We see a lot of hypocritical shit from the Republican Party. But one of the things that sticks out and stands in my mind the most is basically the whole thing they've been doing since Donald Trump became president. The whole ignoring the obvious. The whole we're oblivious to what's happening. And then the whole we're supporting every aspect of everything he says. Like I was saying earlier, you're going to see a vast majority of them start to drop out again as the heat and the pressure builds up with the coming court cases and everything else with him, you know, trying to exercise some sort of executive privilege over witnesses. I mean, it's insane is what it is. We all know it's insane. And the Republican Party knows it's insane. And the Republican Party is not going to tolerate it. But here's the problem. The Republican Party's already very well linked to these very supportive hate groups that they claim that they don't support. And you got Tucker Carlson out there saying shit like white supremacists don't exist because I've never seen one. The motherfuckers never looked in the mirror. Because he is the poster boy of white supremacy. They 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 basically turned him into some sort of charismatic poster boy for their agenda. He knows that. He knows how they feel about it. I'm sure he's got fan mail up his ass from white supremacists. I'm sure he's very well aware that they exist. I'm sure he's got some emails somewhere, some text messages somewhere, something somewhere that would prove utterly that what his statement was is complete and utter bullshit. And we all know it is because he paid a lawyer to actually come out and say that. Anybody that listens to Tucker Carlson is a fucking moron. Imagine paying a, a lawyer to come out and say that so it, you can legally lie to Americans. Well, no one should believe anything I say anyways, because everything I say is bullshit. That's what he said. And then, turns around and spreads 
everything that he wants to say and all the bullshit that he can. Because now he's given himself that little avenue of deniability by claiming, oh, I already said nobody should listen to me. If people act on me, then, you know, if anybody follows anything I say, then they're just fucking morons. That That's basically the whole reason why he's had a lawyer say that. So he has that avenue of deniability. So when he takes part in something like he has been, he always has that little back pocket excuse card. Get out of jail free card. Well, I already said nobody should listen to me. I don't know why these people did all these horrible things. You know, even though I said these things, I already said that nobody should listen to anything I say. That's the whole, you know, intention there. But there's also another underlining attention that you might want to pay attention to. There's another little underlining score of information that you might want to think about. Because you have more than one actor in the, in the, in the Fox News party. I like to call it, um, portraying that racism is an everyday thing. And I say that because you have Gutfield, or was it Gutman? I don't know what the fuck his name is. Gutfield. He's a complete douche. I mean, this guy is a fucking moron, and he is the epitome of the Republican Party. He's a male chauvinist pig, obviously. I mean, he picks on the women that he's with, that, that he hosts his show with. I mean, you ever listen to the man, the way he talks to women, and obviously he's got a chip on his shoulder about the vagina. Um, you know, and you listen to the government, but government also is, you know, echoing the same type of sentiment that Tucker Carlson is, but in this, in a different way. Now, this again is an example of propaganda actually works. This is my birthday and I'm celebrating it by explaining more shit to you. This whole thing is, it's the full narrative that encompasses what is Fox news. And I want you to listen to it real quick and I'll be right back. I'm sorry. I know my show sucks. Uh, thanks for tuning in and you wish me a happy birthday. Send me Bitcoin. Okay, hold on. So, did you know that the New York mayor, Bill de Blasio, otherwise known as a walking tree of turds, is removing the statue of Thomas Jefferson from City Hall? In case you went to public schools, Jefferson was a founding father, our third president, but also a slave owner. The statue has been there for nearly 200 years, a year for every screw-up de Blasio makes in a week. <laughs> but after all the problems going on in the city, it was clear that this putrid piece of marble had to go. I mean, think about it. A woman was beaten brutally on the city streets, stomped repeatedly, and left for dead. People are dodging bullets in Times Square like Neo in the Matrix. <laughs> but damn, that Thomas Jefferson, you know, he's behind all that. Of course, there was the Filipino nurse murdered Saturday afternoon in Times Square by a deranged criminal. That alleged killer had been released after groping another female. But clearly, if there was no Jefferson statue, this never would have happened. There's a huge spike in homicides in major cities. It's getting so bad in places like Chicago... They are installing bleeding control kits in hundreds of city buildings. Each kit contains supplies like tourniquets, gauze, shears, gloves, and, and an instruction manual. I knew the labor shortage was severe, but now you have to fix your own gunshot wounds. the subtlety there you see the very subtle almost nuance of the way he chambers what he has to say without it's kind of like skirting around the edges you know kind of like a porn star might edge a wiener 
don't know if that makes any sense, but I don't even know if you know what edging is. I just recently discovered the, the actual definition of edging, and we won't get into it. But I will say this. It's almost like that's what he does. He edges around the terminology, the actual meaning, the facade of what racism is. He, he edges around it, you know, playing that stone stepping game where, you know, you're not going to step directly on the subject. You're not going to openly admit to the fact that you're a racist, bigot, chauvinistic pig. But you're going to say and do everything you can to get the point across without actually having to say. You know, it's like trying to say something without actually having to say it. It's like body language and special verbiage, little hidden innuendos that echo a sediment without actually saying it. And that's something Gutfield does very well. And it's something that Fox News does, period, very well. And I also like the fact that they like to take up Jeanine Piero and, and uh, what's his name there? Uh, uh, um, <laughs> Geraldo Rivera. They like to take their two token semi-people of color on Fox News. And I, I'm just saying. And it's almost like they expect people to be like, okay, well, you know, we have to realize that these people are well paid. See, it comes back to the argument I had yesterday with this this MAGA supporter about how Democrats are actually racist. I, you know, I brought up all the events that have happened in the last four years under Trump that were extremely racist. And one of the events that stuck in my mind that I think is important to talk about, and we should continue to discuss this because it's disgusting, it's disturbing, and it's totally un-American. But yet these are the same people that claim to be all about America, you know. If I was involved in a party that held a parade after the shooting of American Hispanics at a Walmart in El Paso, I would no longer be part of that party. That party would no longer stand for my values. So it leaves me to question how many people that are MAGA supporters, Trump supporters, know about this celebration, know about this parade that took place after the mass shooting and killings of fellow Americans, even though they were Hispanic. I'm so sorry. According, you know, I'm just saying, I, mean, I don't know why the hell, obviously, the celebration was the killing of Hispanic Americans. I want people to think about that for a second, because it echoes the sediment of the Republican Party so very well. No, I'm not saying the Republican Party wants to hold mass shootings across the world. I'm saying the value of life outside of the white pigment is expendable. I didn't hear a whole lot of protests from the right. I didn't hear a lot of grumpy people saying anything negative about the parade. It went really quiet on the right there for a couple of days after the mass shooting in El Paso. It went very quiet, even though we know that the perpetrator, the man who carried out the shooting, was a MAGA Trump supporter and had a manifesto. Total Republican. What did we hear from the Republican Party? What happened after that? A bunch of people from a, a local trailer park with Trump flags and American flags and an RV and a few other junky ass pieces of shit, automobiles or whatever, held a parade in El Paso right after the killings. In celebration of the killings, in celebration of the shooter. Where was the disgust? Where was the anger? Where was the frustration? Where is all the feelings that we felt on the left? Where was all those feelings on the right? There were none. There were none. And only they only act like they're concerned of people of color when it suits them, like in Afghanistan. When we saw people of color, Afghanistan civilians trying to board a, 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 a one of our cargo jets, a C-9, a Starlift. We witnessed this. We were upset about it. 
And so were they for once. Holy shit. But they weren't upset about it in Syria when Trump pulled out of Syria. When we saw the mass shootings of women and children, men and women, and an abundant of crazy shit that went down in Syria after we pulled out. We didn't hear anything from the right saying, oh, God, this is bad. Because the situation didn't suit them. They didn't show any concern for human life. Their indifference was obvious and on full display. But it suits them now when we have Afghanistan. You notice how they were so upset about what we were doing to the Afghanist people. Of course, we're all upset about what happened. And I think it was a, a very fucked up situation. And I totally blame the, the Biden administration. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I am going to say that, yeah, Trump did set it up for this. But we were the ones that followed. We fucked up. The Democratic Party fucked up. No doubt. The concern about the Afghan people was real. But you didn't really see that so much on the right. You know, throughout the history of Trump's presidency, there was no show of disgust towards something happening to people of color. Now, to this day, we're still listening to the wild and crazy, insane rantings of a caravan of Mexican immigrants coming to America to destroy this country's culture when we really only have one culture. And that's violence. And it's through Trump. And if you don't believe me, you can just look at Portland. You can just look at what happened there when he said, well, we need some good old boys to go down there and show them a lesson. And they all loaded up and they're picking up trucks and they're paint guns full of fucking pepper spray balls and went out there and, and did Donald's bidding. Well, it wasn't too much later. They were doing their bidding again. They were doing the bidding of a tycoon real estate fuckwad from New York by attacking the very capital of our country, January 6th. You know, for my birthday, it would just be nice, just be nice for my birthday if our justice system was to treat Donald Trump and his cohorts cohorts like they treat average, everyday American citizens. If I was in contempt of court, I'd have been arrested. If I didn't show up for subpoena, I would have been arrested. I don't have the options that Donald Trump and his rich buddies have. You don't. I don't. The rich have all the, the strings and all the, the good tickets for the rides. The rest of us have to sit back and watch it play out and watch people get away with shit that we could not get away with, ever. Stealing millions of dollars? Oh, slap on the wrist for them. 20, 30 years for one of us. You cause an insurrection. You try to flip America over. You try to take over this country. And you're out playing fucking golf. So for my birthday today, if you don't want to send me Bitcoin, you can write a fucking letter to the representatives and everybody that's in charge of this fucking bullshit probe and actually arrest the motherfuckers that are responsible for January 6th. Maybe we know that won't happen. You know, of course not. They'll, they'll, they'll have all the excuses in the books, all the fucking underlining bullshit, everything that they can do and say that'll hide the fact that the rich, the wealthy, the well-connected, are always above the law. It doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. But this one particular situation with Donald Trump, you think, would bring rise to actual justice. Instead, instead, we're giving drama. We're giving a soap opera. We are given nothing that we would be given if it was us. We've already arrested the people that... That did Donald Trump's bidding. We arrested all the sheep. 
When the fuck are we going to arrest the shepherds? This is Danger Close, USA, angry, pissed off American podcast radio. Appreciate you tuning in. Today was my birthday. There's a Bitcoin address. Send me 10 bucks in Bitcoin. That'd be fucking great because I don't have any Bitcoin. Anyways, God bless America. Have a great day. Hooah.